Will, this episode of TOEFOP is brought to you by ShipStation. Oh, really? Oh, it's nice to have ShipStation on board. I hear them sponsor other podcasts and I've always been slightly jealous that they didn't want to get involved <laughs> with the TOEFOP brand, Charlie. And now ShipStation are on board. Congratulations. Well, congratulations to us, I guess. I was going to say congratulations to, yeah. to ShipStation. <laughs> Commiserations no. to ShipStation. Congratulations to us. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, I couldn't hear any of that. No. I don't have headphones on, so no. all I heard, well I heard nothing, while well, you just mimed scratching, scratching to our theme. Yeah. Uh, because we have this new uh, fancy sound desk thing. We should say, uh, thanks to Rode, who have supplied us with brand new microphones, and the Rodecaster mixing desk, uh, and podcast, dedicated podcast microphones. And this is the first time that we're using the equipment, but yeah. you came around last night and set it up, and I'm never going to have kids, but now <laughs> I know what it's like to have a kid at Christmas get a toy they absolutely love, because just, I was laying on the couch watching the football <laughs> with Justin, and just the squeals of excitement we would hear periodically every 10 or 15 minutes as you discovered some new fancy thing that this equipment could do. It was joyful. Well, you were a cynic. Like, I came around and I said, hey, look... Our good friends at Road have supplied us with all this gear for free and it's state-of-the-art. It's a mini radio station. And you were like, I've got my outdated technology. I'm going to still record to wax cylinder. <laughs> as we then discovered, as we started to speculate about other things in my life where I have the same levels of resistance, it turns out that I'm quite conservative to change sometimes. Yeah. I'm just immediately resistant to change on principle. <laughs> regardless of the benefits that change offers. You didn't even like, let me explain the features. You were like, no, don't like it. <laughs> don't like, I don't like it. the way I, I do I, it. And I don't want this fancy new thing in my house. I fear change. So one of the things... <laughs> I screamed, I fear change. <laughs> <laughs> threw a glass of water in my face and jumped out the window. Yeah. It was extreme. Now, what we realised is that, okay, so the way this mixing desk works, and it's actually very user-friendly. Like, it's like a Fisher-Price toy. And I say this... With all due respect, Road, but this is... No, Road's identified their target demographic, which is fucking idiots. Idiots. <laughs> idiots making their homemade radio shows who need it dumbed down so they can get a high-quality broadcast for idiots. I mean, what we need, we're filming this podcast as well, we really need an overhead to, to, so you can see what I'm talking about. But basically, when you turn it on, 
It lights up like a Fisher-Price toy with giant, big, colourful <laughs> buttons that tell you where everything is. Like, they don't even, like, like if you go to, like, a mixing desk and a radio station, it's just, like, knobs and buttons and dials and stuff like that. This has, like, a big picture of a phone, so you know that <laughs> if you want to take a phone call, you put it in, a big glowing button for the Bluetooth, like a talky face mouth. So this is where you talk into. It looks a bit like a phone they give old people. Yes. You know, where it has big buttons and it's only for calls. No, it looks like it looks like the control deck of a 1960s science fiction film. Oh yeah, this was definitely in the first series of Star Trek. Yeah. This was all they were using to fly through space. So once we found out we had all these like kind of bells and whistles, um, I literally found out bells literally says bells and whistles because it comes preloaded with a bunch of sound effects, like breakfast radio style sound effects. So there's like, uh, well, why don't we demonstrate for people at home? Now I have to put my headphones in. You have to put your headphones in and I won't be able to hear this. So this is even better. <laughs> Everybody will be hearing, apart from me, what is going on. Okay, so what, uh, what you're hearing now is, um, I believe this is a standing ovation. Yeah, there we go. Well, obviously I can imagine what that's like anyway, <laughs> Charlie. So. All right, well, we'll, we'll show how it works. So we'll um, uh, say something really like groundbreaking or funny or inspirational. Uh, and that's why that is the meaning of life. Then <laughs> you're, you're getting a round of applause. You know the best part Nailed about it. this. Now the meaning of life. All right, uh, give us a gag. Uh, all right. Um, uh, it, I went to a zoo and I only had one dog. It was a shit zoo. I just gave you a rim shot. Ah, uh, nice rim shot. Yeah, I should point out I gave I mean, you. It also, also does have the sound effect for rim jobs. Uh, give me it's a, just a dirtier sound effect. Give me a joke that maybe falls a little flat. Oh, I went to a dog. I went to a zoo and I only had one dog. It was a shit zoo. <laughs> I just gave you a wah wah. <laughs> and I can't remember. Do you want to just go for um, potluck? I don't know what these last three sound effects. Oh, is. okay. You, so you say something, and yeah. I'm just going to hit one of these three effects, and I'll tell you what you got. And that's how I felt the day my grandfather died. <laughs> so we have uh, an effects panel. Actually, you know what? I should play this. I was going to save this for later, but we're talking about it now. So I actually, uh, I actually, brought, I actually installed my own sound effect last night. So um, Will, uh, tell me something really good that's happened to you, an award or something great that's happened to you recently. Uh, uh, well, uh, I guess, um, uh, oh, you know what? Um, uh, my television show was nominated for a Logie this year. Oh, good for you. Christian Bale's just called. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Christian Bale's <laughs> just joined in. So, welcome to Tofop, the new version of Tofop, where we're breakfast radio. <laughs> we have sound effects. What I love is, because you played our theme in, yep. off the, off this yeah. machine yeah this future machine yeah <laughs> but what i love that you also didn't do is play in the john deeks warning at the start so we still Fuck. need <laughs> so we're still not self-sufficient i still i forgot, I forgot. <laughs> i've got to load the deeksy thing up as well well the funny thing is i realized because now we're you know in the 20th century we've got cameras and shit like that so i've been doing a lot more editing of this show mike Howell still predominantly edits it but i'm editing the video and so that means i've had to go back into like old hard drives and find like Tofop assets, theme music and stuff like that. And what I've realised is that I've been using the wrong music <laughs> for 
for the YouTube videos. I thought it sounded a bit weird. Like, I think I've been using the music from one of our live shows because sometimes when we've done live shows, I'll do like a remix. I'll get someone just to extend it so it's a bit longer. So I've been using the completely wrong music and I could never even tell. Well, that in no way surprises me. Well, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's taken us 10 years to get to this level. The future. Yeah. Well, we've got, we've got nowhere. No. This is the point is, it's not like we have developed a level of sophistication where we know how things work. We've just done dumbed podcasting down. long enough that some... Like, we've done down the industry. Some excellent... We didn't rise to their level. We just created a ditch so low that they had to come to us. Yeah, they are the mountain and we are Muhammad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is us. This is the new Tofop. Sounds good. Um, that's it. Good night. Bye. Good night. Yeah. Well, it took us. We were going to record for a lot longer, but it took quite a long time to. I actually to set up. I actually brought something in to talk about. Oh, okay. Which uh, you know, let's see if we, if it's worth getting through <laughs> because I feel like this took so long it might not be worth. I it shot some yet. great behind the scenes documentary footage though that we'll put up on the Patreon page, which you should never ever ever release. No, it's great. It's so on brand for us. No. It's so good. It's. I feel like actually I've found a new career. I would love to be one of those sort of like behind the scenes documentarian. It's so much fun when somebody's trying to concentrate on things, doing a really big close up of them on your camera and just holding it there in their face. It's intimidating. It's brilliant. Oh man, your Wi Fi. I keep getting logged off your Wi Fi. Ah, my Wi Fi. And now I've got to remember the password. Oh, zero. It's like four hundred numbers in six six eight. Where's my goddamn? Okay. Oh, my phone. We can't. We're shooting with my phone. <laughs> I, how do I get to this article? Well, I, hang on. I, I can give you the... We'd have to just cut it out. Okay. Cut what out? Me giving you the code to my Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Well, how do I pause on this thing? I don't even know. Okay. Well, you know what? It probably doesn't matter because I don't know what my code is. No, I'll bleep it. Can you read that? I couldn't read it. Oh, <laughs> No one can he- hear or see you right now. Oh, I, I honestly cannot read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought an article in to talk about, <laughs> but we can't. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, so glad we're filming this. I may, I may have to cut this. <laughs> we may have to cut all of this. No, no, no. This is fine. This is all great content. I know, but we need a roaming camera. Man, I think I can read it. How about I read it and you type it in? Okay. Nine four six five seven four eighty seven sixty nine sixty nine. Yes. All right. Oh, well, that was worth it. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So this is an article from Wired. They're telling me I've read my months, my my articles for the oh, month. No. DIY cyborg hacking, the, the DIY cyborgs hacking their bodies 
or fun. Okay. For the tech-obsessed visionaries, the internet of thing... What? For, the tech, for these tech-obsessed visionaries, the internet of things lies within. This is by Laura. Okay, so firstly... Laura Maloney. Now, these people are tech-obsessed visionaries. Yeah. Okay, are they self-appointed visionaries or has somebody got together and gone, these guys are visionaries? Because I think visionary seems like a... It seems like there's a low bar. Well, it seems like there's also a low bar to qualify for being a visionary. If you're a visionary, I want you to have a previous history of visionary. Do you mean like I don't want you to say I'm visionary? I'm putting a fucking cyborg in my eye or whatever we're going to learn about. I'm visionary. No, I need you to be like, oh, this is the guy who predicted that iPods would be big or whatever. That's a visionary, right? Right, You can't just say you're a visionary because you've got some idea about what the future will be. Because I could just make up any bullshit about what the future's going to be and go, look, I'm a visionary. So you think a visionary has to have a track record? Yeah, proven track record in a visionary. I don't so want you an untrusted visionary. Are people visionaries within their lifetime? Steve Jobs, visionary. Visionary, right? Yeah. Is Elon Musk a visionary? Electric cars? I guess so. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, he's got at least some track record that you can point to, right, as a visionary. Yeah. But I don't want some modern day guy who's just like going, I've got a vision for the future. Until I see some of it coming true, you're not a visionary. And you can be visionaries in lots of different fields, right? Visionary musicians, the Beatles were visionary. Phil Spector? He was visionary. Don't you think the Beatles were with the way they took concept albums? I guess they were. Maybe visionary? they were visionary. I don't know. Were they? Were the Beatles visionary? What is a visionary? Can you Google <laughs> what the actual definition of a visionary is? Visionary, vision is scary, spot on pollution, polluting the airways, a rebel, let me just revel in this. Okay, a visionary, uh, according to the dictionary, uh, relating or having the ability to see visions in a dream or trance or as a supernatural apparition, a person with original ideas about what the future will or could be like. So that's not strictly your definition because you said I don't want anyone speculating, but... They're saying you can just be someone who speculates on what the future would be like. Okay. Well, like, I mean, you futurism is an industry, right? If you're a futurist, you're a visionary. But, well, no, you're already a futurist. What, you get to be a visionary as well as being a futurist. Are all yeah. futurist visionaries right. by definition? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm asking, yeah. Because their job is to think about what the future could be like. They're well, not saying they this have podcast to... is 90% about what the future will be like. Terrifying and dominated by robots and AI. <laughs> And so, are we visionaries? But I don't think we're visionaries because we're not specific in our vision. I think, like, I've read a book... Specifically, robots will kill us and AI. I would say... I'm a visionary. I think a visionary has to be someone who links contemporary society and events to then extrapolate into the future. I don't don't think a visionary is someone who's like... Robots will take over because contemporary society is dominated by idiots. I think you need more... I'm a visionary. I think you need more detail. Let me be a visionary, Charlie. No, I believe I already have qualified as a visionary. Why? I've, well, because I've... I've what we, have you predicted? I've predicted... Um, but it would take us four hours to set up <laughs> I, I did today. predict that, yes. Visionary. <laughs> That's a prediction of the future based around technology. I knew that our basic understanding of technology would mean that it took us much longer than we needed to get the technology working. I'm a visionary. I'm a short-term visionary. All right, so why can't these DIY cyborgs be visionaries? No, but this was my point. I didn't realise the bar was so low that some dickhead with a podcast who's scared of robots could be a visionary. Are we podcast visionaries? Yeah. Like, what did we... I mean, we start, We got into this earlier, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's the sad part. We are now like those old guys <laughs> who are so, like, irrelevant. The, our yeah. only claim to fame is we did it early. Yeah. 
Oh, no, no, we've been not here a long time. Good. No, no, never been. There's not really ever been a peak moment. It's like those. But com- they're still here. It's like those comedians are all, all those old school comedians are complaining about, you know, PC gone mad and stuff. And it's like, well, look, the only, the only thing that you have going for you is you've been doing this for longer. Like, that's what you're, compl- that's what you're holding on to. Maybe we should go that the route. The stuff that you used to do. Maybe we should become disgruntled podcasters. Like, because you know, sometimes if you've Always been around a long time, and then it's like, and the, the success of the industry has, you know, surpassed us and gone forward. And but we, like, yeah, let's become like those comics who can't let the past go. So what we can we, be the podcast version of that, going oh, all these fancy theme shows. To, Real podcast yeah. is just about two people getting together and talking right. shit. You know, we have to rail against whatever the modern trend it's is. Podcasting so, gone mad. All the production values, like yeah. back in the, our microphones didn't even work back in the day. Right, exactly, mate. Yeah, yeah. People got their microphones turned on. They got fancy soundboards. <laughs> True crime podcasts. They're doing research, mate. Oh, That's so, not what real podcasting is about. So bloody pampered and bloody soft podcasters these days. Mate, doing there's bloody shows. women podcasting now. <laughs> All right, we well, didn't have to go to that. I mean, oh, I think the analogy worked <laughs> sorry, about that. Mate. <laughs> Calm down, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Uh, okay, life hacks make tedious tasks like slicing avocados oh, yeah. or opening jars a little bit easier. Mm. Such tricks are for amateurs. It's aggressive. <laughs> oh, boy. Hardcore hackers slice open their arms or okay. their hands mm. or their ears yep. to install magnets, RFID tags and other nifty devices that open doors, transmit data to a smartphone and do other cool stuff if what somewhat pointless things. Mm. And She's gone from visionary to pointless. But this is my entire point, that these people aren't visionaries. They're early adopters. Early adopters. But they're not, you know, like, okay. these are the people that mean the robots will but, take us over because idiots like this are like, I'm just going to put a chip in my head without ever considering what the future consequences of this action but will be. But don't you think some visionaries stumble upon their vision by being bold and taking being early adopters, like... Yeah, lucky some, idiots. Visionaries are essentially But don't you have idiots. to have the vision to go, well, there might be something to this putting a tag under my wrist, and when you do that, you find out that you actually can control time or something like that, and then you become the father of time travel. And it's like, well, if this guy didn't have the adventurous spirit to put that chip in his, in his wrist, then we would never have time travel. Yeah, but what if, like, a thousand people put chips in their wrist and no one time travels? Like, they're just idiots. Yeah, but <laughs> don't you think that a visionary, a visionary doesn't get to where they are by sticking to the rules and, you know, just working within the margins? I know, but, but it also, like, it has to be better. Okay, there's two like, categories you can't go, of visionaries. You can't go, I'm going to only, from now on, I'm not going to drink water anymore. I'm going to drink custard out of a saucepan. <laughs> and you're like, well, no one else is doing that. Okay. Like, I was a visionary. Like, the first, cave, but, the first caveman to, like, eat an egg. Yeah. Was he a visionary? Like, he probably picked up this thing and was like, oh, yeah. hang on. No, the, the idiot discovered the egg. The visionary fried the egg. <laughs> like, right. there would have been a caveman who stumbled across the egg and everyone's like, oh, this is protein. It tastes a bit gross and whatever, but, you know, it fills our stomach. And then one caveman was sitting there like this by the fire. He puts, like, a slate of something on the, on the, st- on the fire and cracks the egg, and then he's a visionary because he's like, what if we took that gooey shit and put hate on it? I'm a visionary. Yeah. Og well, the visionary. Well, yeah, it's like the guy who, um, or the guy or the woman, but let's yeah, assume it was a guy back in the day who milked a cow. Yeah. Right? He's a visionary. But the guy who, like, you know, wanked off a bull and made everybody put that in their coffee, <laughs> he's, not, he's not a visionary, is he? 
That's, well, that's trial and error, basically. He is a visionary and had the sense that if we get a liquid from this animal, it might make our drinks <laughs> yeah, taste better. He just he went to the wrong... He basically just went round. Yanking on things. Yanking on things until something came out and tried it all. Does that make you a visionary? Or does that make you a lucky idiot? I mean... It's the like if I went around all day spirit. Yeah, but if I went around all day licking things, yeah. eventually I might find something delicious to but lick the that vis- no one had discovered. But the visionary, but I'm going to lick a lot of shit things. <laughs> the visionary component to me is the fact that you're like, I envision yeah. that my drink could taste better if I put something in it. Yeah. So I'm going to drop everything around me into it and stir it and mix things together and find out what's going to take. My, and maybe you'll never fucking get to it. And then some dude will take all the work you've done and then go, oh, if you just you know, put a bit of this rock into it, there you go, you've got a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the margarita was invented. Well, you know, so you're both visionaries because you both had this vision of like this drink could be better if I put something in it. I don't know what so it is. So anyone who thinks something could be better is a visionary? Someone who dreams about how things could be. What was the definition again? A person with original ideas about what the future will or could be like. According to the dictionary, mate. <laughs> so the guy who said we should fry that egg, visionary. Visionary. The guy who said let's crumble up that rock, maybe it'll make our meat taste better yeah. and preserve it and solder wounds. Visionary. Visionary. Still means that there's a lot of visionary. I mean, there was a guy who's like, what happens if I put my dick in that frog? <laughs> Not a visionary. Still a visionary? I reckon he probably would have got a couple of visions. Cane toad? (laughs) Well, no, the guy though, because one guy put his dick in a cane toad and then got high off it. Visionary, literally. You've got to try this, man. You've got to try. I had a vision. You know what? (laughs) While I had my dick in that cane toad, I think, you know those cows? I feel like if we yank on that, I just... You start with the one with the horns. I'll be over here. Get me... Why is that we need some, somehow to preserve our meat? Get me another cane toast. <laughs> He's a visionary. Um, photographer Harness Wiedemann explores sure. the wild word, wild world of DIY cyborgs in yeah. grinders. The photos filling his book are not for the squeamish as they present in occasionally gruesome detail the lengths these folks will go to so they might live in the future. They're into technology, so they try to take shortcuts through technology, he says. Okay, well, tell me more, though. I want to know what the shortcuts are. Look hard enough, and you'll find 5,000 or so grinders in the US. Mm-hmm. The movement started in 1998 when Reading University cybernetics professor Kevin Warwick implanted an RFID tag in his arm so he could turn up the lights with a finger snap. Oh, I but bet he thought that was cool. <laughs> it's not as cool as he thinks. And you can only do it, I imagine, at in, his in house. Your with, house. Uh, hey, everybody, <laughs> come around. I guess you're wondering why I've all gathered you here today. <laughs> Check this out. Everyone, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> See ya. So, Wait, I just spent 30 years, my entire PhD. Never experienced pain like this. My body's trying to reject it at every moment. Watch me. Oh, hang on, the Wi-Fi's not working. Hang so on. his mate goes, so you're basically doing this? Walks over the light switch, click, 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 click. That's the big, yeah, cool, man. Well, that's what I mean. All this effort, for to me, that's not visionary. You've just come up okay. with a more complicated way of doing something that's already easy to do. How about I give you one that is similar, that is more suited to your lifestyle? Okay. With the click of the fingers, you can turn your TV off. If you rub your thumb and your forefinger together, you can adjust the volume. 
Is it worth putting something in your body to be able to do if that? If it doesn't hurt, then I can just sit here and go, TV comes on, volume like that, maybe? I don't trust it. I don't trust putting shit in my body to make it, no. no. The amount of shit you put in your body that you shouldn't have trusted, and this is where you draw the line. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't think any of that shit was tracking me. <laughs> it's like, hang on, does this... Your acid wasn't strong enough. Yeah, excuse me, man. Has this got any nanobots in it? <laughs> I mean, look, I don't know if I'm into body modification, but I could understand the idea. In the same way that even when, like, the friggin', uh, what's it called? iWatch. iWatch. What, Apple Watch. Apple How Watch. could I not know what it's called when all you have to do with Apple products is put I in front of the thing No, it's called an Apple about. Watch. It's not even called an iWatch. Okay, I was right. wrong as well. Apple Watch. Yeah. But, so they came out. And no, thanks. They're ridiculous, but they don't, you don't need them. But people like the idea of, oh, well, you know, I can test my heartbeat or whatever. It's so much. I was lined up for the plane the other day and the guy was like having a conversation into his, I was like. And it's so impractical. You're not a secret agent, mate. But it's so dumb and you, you can't like. Can't hear look properly. at my fat fingers. How am I going to operate that little thing? No, it's, yeah. I mean, people love them and good on you and whatever you want to do, you, you can do. But no way. Yeah. No way, Jose, as no. they say. So it makes sense that I reckon if they brought out a TV remote, yeah, could operate to be a tiny. Little so you're willing to give yourself over to technology? I'm not saying so I would. <laughs> so I tried the volume. I was, I was trying to give you an equivalent. That no, you, would, okay. you think me, someone who doesn't even want an Apple Watch, is willing to give over myself to the robots just so that I can? A remote will change channels on the TV. I was pitting your desire to not have to get off the couch when you're watching TV against your. Fear I don't of even know how the universal remote works in my house. I have right. to use separate remotes. So and I'm think fine how much that. easy this would be. But a universal. Your little finger is your Foxtel. That one's your KO. Yeah, but what happens when I unsubscribe? Do I lose my finger? <laughs> yeah, they come and take your fingers. It's like the it's like the mob. But how does that work? Do they have to then take the chip out or whatever it is if I've got different things in different fingers? I think by the time these dudes are visionaries. <laughs> yeah. So they're so, ahead so of so called self appointed visionaries. So they're ahead of the curve. Like they yeah. are early adopters. Wow. They're early adopters. By I'll the time it, by the time it gets mainstream, yeah. I reckon these like little microchips or whatever you're putting in you will be probably uh, dissolvable where it's okay, like six yeah. months. But, but that's not the ones these dudes are putting in. Them. No, these guys are putting and in. And they're going to be like, outdated technology. As soon as Apple comes along with its like, you know, iChip, like, you know, the fact that somebody's done some home backyard booster job on themselves is going to be completely redundant because you're going to have to get the iChip. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, these guys, I will we'll read further. Okay. I, I feel there might be some kind of like weird, you know, sexual thing. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, they call themselves grinders. Yeah, okay, it's good, bro. I mean, ironically, not one of them's had an electric grinder put in their body, <laughs> but that would be that's what I want to like mod myself with. Is yeah. just I put a pepper grinder up my butt. Yeah. <laughs> so when I'm at restaurants, if I see a couple about to enjoy a nice romantic meal, I just walk up and say, "Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I see you're on a, probably an anniversary or a birthday dinner. Let me just uh, offer my services. <laughs> Stop that, my pants. That would be great if we offer like one body modification per person, but it can be whatever you choose. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, like you said, if it's pepper grinder up the butt, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Everyone gets one free. One. The government subsidizes one body mod. Yeah, but whatever you want, anything you choose. So would you, okay, just say this, like, let's limit the options. Yeah. You can get telescopic eyes, like zoom eyes, so that you can, you can you get full eyesight and you can see things from far away or close Actually, together. You know what, you're starting to win me over a little with my telescopic eyes, okay. Um, what about six-inch raising, um, uh, 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 like, raises in your legs, so you can go up an extra six inches if you want and then come down again? No, nah, not in Practical, it. all right. Um, 
I get a bit seasick. I just think going up and down. It just, I don't like it. Uh, fans for hands. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning fans for hands. No. Dangerous. Uh, look, all I can think of, all right, let's talk about the telescopic yeah, so, eyes. <laughs> so, lock in, lock in a telescopic eyes, please, Charlie. Um, yeah, okay, telescopic eyes. That's not bad, actually. We're going to the football today. Yeah. Um, the idea that, you know, you could kind of readjust your eyes. So, like, yeah, okay, that's, that's not bad. And how about this? Okay, so... You're okay with that. Yeah. We upgrade it, and there's a little update now where when you go to the football, you can sort of live stream so you can bring up stats, commentary, whatever, go straight to your neural cortex. Well, we're going to take a little break from the show to talk about our new sponsor, ShipStation. Welcome on board, ShipStation, for a start. What is, who are ShipStation and what do ShipStation do, Charlie? Well, let me uh, answer your question with another question, Will. Okay. Do you sell stuff online? Say yes. Yes. Yes, I do. I sell so much stuff online. (laughs) Then you know what a pain the shipping process is. It's time consuming. It can be expensive. You're always copying and pasting orders from from multiple sites trying to figure out the best carrier. You know what? It's it's a hassle. Hang on. Is this advertising copy from ShipStation or is this from a clairvoyant who understands my life in every intricate detail? Well, let's say it's both. ShipStation may also be clairvoyant. We haven't verified that, but let's say, yes, you're you're right on both counts. ShipStation was created to make your life a little easier. And guess what? Now it's the number one e-commerce solution. The number one? Oh, thanks for getting on board once you're number one, ShipStation. You know what? I've gone through a lot of e-commerce solutions and many of them have been terrible, but now I've got to number one. Whether you're selling on eBay, Amazon, or Shopify, or over a hundred other popular popular selling channels, ShipStation lets you access all of your orders from one simple dashboard. That's amazing because I actually sell from ninety-eight different uh, sites. I'm, I'm all over the internet. This I, I'm all over this because I've been trying to uh, I've been trying to off- offload some stuff. I've been trying to get rid of CDs. Do you remember CDs? Will compact discs? I believe they're known as. Yes. Yeah, I do remember them. What are you trying to do with them? I have a Beatles box set. It's, uh, I think it's commonly known as the Beatles bread box. Uh, I bought it in like, 1998 when I thought, I'm going to hang on to this forever. <laughs> this, is not only, this is not only like you know, music history, it's a keepsake. It's all the Beatles CDs with a little booklet in a little bread box that says the Beatles on the outside. I better get this because where else would I ever hear Beatles music? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been trying to sell this thing, and I tell you, it's been a pain in the ass using all these e-commerce sites, and ShipStation could solve all my problems. So the way it works is they work with all the major shipping carriers, locally and globally, including FedEx, UPS, and all the local couriers like USPS, Australia Post, and more. I use more all the time, so that's ideal. Yeah, Darcy Moore has his own company. Yeah, exactly. Darcy Moore from the Collingwood Football Club. I, I actually use his father, Peter Moore. Anyway, these are very obscure jokes for the good people at ShipStation. ShipStation will recommend the best carrier based on your needs so you can know that you're always getting the best deal. They even offer special discounts on shipping costs. A one-man shop can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. I like the idea that if you use ShipStation, you can call yourself a one-man shop. Exactly. And I feel like we are a Fortune 500 company in that in 500 years, we will finally make a fortune from this podcast. (laughs) It's no wonder that ShipStation's the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time at the best rates available. So here's the important bit. This is the call to action. Right now, Tofop listeners get to try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code Tofop. There's absolutely no risk. 
You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. So how's that? 60 days of just responsibility-free shipping. I mean, even if you don't ship things, consider starting to ship things just based on this deal. Yeah, get your ship together. All right, I was expecting a bigger laugh there. I'll continue. Sorry. <laughs> no <yeah>. reaction <laughs> from my <co-host. laughs> All you need to do is visit shipstation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in TOFOP. That's T-O-F-O-P. Shipstation.com. Enter the promo code TOFOP and make ship happen. <laughs> happen. Not happen. Happen. God damn it. Oh my God, this is what we... I should have pitched it as TV the whole time. I mean, it's football the whole time, not TV. No. Okay. No, I'm not into that. Nothing that goes... Well... The idea that you just have something that improves your eyesight but doesn't track your sort of what you're watching. You don't want to be uploaded to the internet. Yeah, and I don't want like... You'll be off-grid. I don't want them to be... This This has to be an independent operating system. I don't want my eyes to be linked to some sort of thing where there's like some, you know, government database where they see what everybody sees. You get this upgrade and then you realise that like the government can monitor everything that comes out of your eyes now that they can control your eyes and that's how they're getting all that information and now they're selling it to advertisers so advertisers can see what you're looking at and market to you more effectively and you know that's what would happen. That's how they would subsidise the system. So you'd be like, oh, my eyes work really well but now you're like, oh, I'm seeing a lot of ads. Right. So you reckon as soon as you... a lot of Russian ads. As soon as you're hooked up to the internet, they're just pumping your eyeballs full of ads. But independent, possibly, I would explore it but I wouldn't trust it. I'd want to. Um, I'd, well, I'd be a little skeptical about. I mean, that. how would that work though? I mean, how can they put silent tracking devices? Like, would it? If it's, I'm thinking, if it's hardware, like telescopic hardware, what would be the electronic component that there would, would be some? Um, there'd be some update. AI. There would be some AI component. You probably to have to it, and then you could, it or yeah, something. exactly. And then you just like you have to plug your head into, you have to plug your eyes into your computer. <laughs> Fuck like we did today for two hours. Imagine. The subculture experienced an explosive growth during the past five years as companies like The Dangerous Things and Grindhouse Wetware offered a growing number of gadgets. See, this is what I mean. It's all sounding a bit like (laughs) Cronenberg, sexual, you know, biomechanics. Uh, Offered a growing number of gadgets that let you feel electromagnetic fields or unlock your car without keys. Again, I just feel like that's the sort of thing that somebody's like not just going to steal your car, they're going to steal your hand so they can open your car. What's the point of feeling an electromagnetic field? Uh, sexual. <laughs> sexual <laughs> Is it? I imagine. You think? Yeah. What does it feel like? I don't know. I'm going to Google that. What does an electro... Stop mugging. Okay. Sometimes people report of a persistent, if mild, sense of unease. Others have a more visceral response, feeling of despair and paranoia, oh, boy. sliding into overwhelming terror. Oh, jeez. Under the worst circumstances, exposure to electromagnetic fields can cause a series of brain eff- effects in the br- serious brain effects. Oh, God. We need to big, dig a bit deeper on this. Yeah. Okay, so this is 10 things an electromagnetic field can do to your brain. Okay. Um, there must be a pleasurable element, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe we've discovered Well, something. we all know that an electromagnetic field uh, magic... and get, We've done this before on Tofop, I just realised. We all know that an electromagnetic fields are magic and can do anything, anytime, for any reason. Have we not done this before? 
Sometimes, though, they can be harnessed to do certain things in particular. Electromagnetic fields can be applied to the skull, making your brain do strange and sometimes inexplicably, inexplicable things. Maybe we haven't read this before. Find out how scientists are using magnet fields to rip your mind apart, make it better, and have it do tricks like a trained puppy. <laughs> this is <laughs> so terrifying. This is from Gizmodo. Okay, number 10. It can okay. shred its DNA. Well, it's no surprise that not all the things a high electromagnetic field can do are good. Actually, even a mild electromagnetic field can wreck the brain if it's applied over a long time. Scientists have found that electromagnetic field applied to lab rats over time result in broken strands of DNA in the brain, not just anywhere, the brain specifically. (laughs) It's possible that this DNA damage is the cause of brain tumours and the reason why people don't just walk around with brain-boosting electromagnetic hats all the time. So... it, It can shred your brain's DNA. Right. Specifically. Well, so this would be one of the danger signs that I would be worried about when people are putting shit in my head. Yeah. But it can stimulate your brain's growth. Mm. Oh, electromagnetism. It's such a trickster. One moment it's ripping through the DNA strands like a pit bull through an old sock. The next minute it's tenderly nurturing the growth of neurons. This is good. Scientists found that brains subjected to regular transcranial electromagnetic stimulation for only five days showed an increase in stem cells in hippocampus. That's where the hippopotamuses come from. Go to university. <laughs> I think we've, I've gotten. The, I'm getting the strangest feeling of deja vu, and really? I even feel like that joke. Probably an electromagnetic field affecting your brain. This is part of the brain that governs memory, making electromagnetic stimulation a possible treatment for Alzheimer's and stroke patients. All right, okay. that's a good thing. Great. It can train you off food and water. Oh. Rats who have been deprived of water were placed in a strong electromagnetic field and offered a sweetened solution. Although they did drink, they drank less than those given the solution without exposure to the electromagnetic field. When rats were given the solution and later exposed to the field, they developed an aversion to the solution over time. Enough electromagnetism may turn you off your favourite food. Oh, okay. So there's only been one benefit and two bad things so far. Yeah, well, unless you're on a diet. Like, he- what's your diet? You're looking good. What's your diet <laughs> technique? Oh, electromagnetic uh, field in my field brain. On my brain. <laughs> I may die soon. <laughs> Number seven, make you spin in circles. Other rats who have a terrible time of it during experiments like these were found to walk in tight circles under the influence of electromagnetic field. Scientists think that the field takes out the rat's sense of balance, making them lurch in circles. The lack of balance may also have induced nausea, which causes lethargy and could be one of the reasons that rats go off their food. There you go. So that one, there's there's two for one. It can pacify you completely. Transcranial electromagnetic stimulation, subjecting people to strong electromagnetic fields aimed at specific parts of the brain, is sometimes used as a treatment for bipolar disorder or clinical depression. Some patients find an immense relief in this. Others who don't suffer from depression have reason to worry about it. People without any diagnosed medical illness while under such stimulation can be relaxed to a state where they can't think of anything at all, and that bothers them. No, they can't think of anything at all. That bothers them. Important distinction. I was fine before, but now that I can't think of anything, that bothers me. (laughs) If that kind of relaxation can be induced at will, it could be used to pacify large parts of the population. That's fucking scary, man. What? So what's the... Sorry, okay. That's in your dystopian sci-fi film. Technology comes out. It's some virtual reality squid helmet that you put on your head. 
touches the brain. Makes you smarter. Makes you smarter. Makes you capable to change your fox style. And then they just hit, hit the kill switch and bam. Yeah. Electromagnetic field, we're all fucking fried. We're all get, burning around in circles, being disorientated. No, I think it's the, the, it's, the, it's the idea of passivity. That's the thing that makes it so dystopian, the yeah. idea of like sheeple. We actually uh, become yeah. like, hmm. I mean, maybe it's happening already. Like we all feel quite dispassionate about shit. There's the Amazon's burning. You're like, oh, it's a crazy man. Like 20% of the world's the world. oxygen. We're like, do we need <laughs> yeah. oxygen? We're pacified already. Yeah. Just done it with apps and shit. Exactly. Mate, this is Black Mirror. <laughs> We're the phone. <laughs> We're the phone. And this is Black Mirror. But again, this is the dystopian future that we have been warning people about. <laughs> We've been We're visionaries. As visionaries. <laughs> as podcasting visionaries. Yeah. We have. We've been on this we've been on this train a long time. You you, you bloody sheeple. Wake up. Yeah, wake up, sheeple. We need another I'm sick of sheeple. Can we come up with another one that that, that suggests the same thing, like lemmings or you know mindless group behaviour that isn't sheeple. It's well, cool. what is a, what is a mindless group? Because I thought uh, they discovered the lemmings thing isn't actually true. Okay, um, what what's big and what about like cattle? What are, um, well, sheep traditionally. Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> are the ones. What, what else follows you around and just doesn't think? What is unquestioning and? Um, oh, I guess sheeple's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do. Okay. Uh, it can alter your morality. I don't think we have read this out before. I, mean, I, I never thought we had, yeah. but I was interested in your recollections that we had. All that relaxation has a price. Sometimes we're meant to fret. For example, if someone is about to cross a dangerous bridge and we're aware of the chance that it could collapse, mm. and, and they aren't, those without a magnetic field dancing on their brain think that allowing the person to cross the bridge would be immoral. Those with a field gaily capering through their neurons mm. think that as long as this hypothet- hypothetical person made it to the other side in one piece, there's no real moral problem. Mm. That's a very specific scenario, right? To judge yeah. morality on? Feels, to be honest, that that's more about the author and the decision say, they made in their life about letting somebody go across a bridge <laughs> where they should. Yeah, that's her, like in the, mid- in, the like, in the air. In the air so to be honest, this entire article is based on letting me off the whole bridge incident yeah. that everyone keeps bringing up. Oh, that one day where hey, I let, hey, the guy made it across he, the bridge. Why do people even keep bringing it up? It was electromagnetic fields, man. I told you. Esther's Here's like, ten reasons. I'll bury it at seven. <laughs> this is Esther's. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. You remember it, man. <laughs> that nun on the bridge. Yeah. You weren't rich, ditch. Okay. You were cold as a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> you asked more questions than Glenn Ridge. <laughs> uh, it can take out your power of speech but leave your ability to sing. Wow. Wow. Broca's area of the brain controls the ability to speak. A large electromagnetic field applied to the area takes out that ability entirely. Subjects under this kind of stimulation simply stop speaking the moment the field disrupts that part of the brain, while the rest of the functions are unimpeded. One of those other functions is singing. Although many people think that singing words and speaking words are much the same function, the ability to form each is housed in completely different parts of the brain. So people who are unable to talk will sing perfectly normally. Okay, in my dystopian nightmare future, entertainers, we don't want to hear your politics, just fucking stick to singing. You can actually make them stick to singing. Well, you know what I love as well is it it reframes every musical. 
like all those people have been suffering from some sort of electromagnetic field disruption and all the people in musicals who only sing their lyrics, they're, they're just suffering from that. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah, explains it all. <laughs> oh, well, this makes sense now. This is all electromagnetic fields. They can induce pain, disorientation and a deep fear. Although some electromagnetic fields apply to certain areas of the brain, pacify people and put them in a good mood, others uh, are said to induce fear. Some people report a persistent, if mild, sense of unease. Others have a more visceral response, feelings of despair and paranoia sliding to overwhelming terror. Well, tough luck. <laughs> the world's a scary place. We all fucking get down, don't worry about yeah, exactly, it. Exactly, mate. Who doesn't have a little fear about the world? It's not the electromagnetic field, mate. It's just reading the, the world's papers. shit. Well, shit, mate. You're not paying attention if you don't feel a little unease about the direction we're heading in. They can cause seizures and even death. Under the yeah. worst circumstances, exposure to an electromagnetic field can cause a number of serious effects in the brain. Studies have shown that it can change the flow of blood to the brain and turn off neuron groups. Some people, under the influence of high magnetic fields, have caused people to have violent seizures or even lose consciousness or slip into comas and die. This is one of the reasons why houses under high electromagnetic fields have ghost stories associated with them. In conjunction with the deep feeling of unease, mysterious seizures and deaths all start... Uh, start that Sorry, there's a, there was a smudge on my computer. I couldn't read it. <laughs> Mysterious seizures and deaths start, start all kinds of rumours. Of course, those rumours aren't as bad as, oh, this is the number one. It's the best one. Okay. They make you see ghosts. Electromagnetic fields or electric shocks have induced specific hallucinations in people. Those who are exposed to them, even in laboratory settings, have caused people to complain about feelings of people following them, talking to them or watching them. This is not always an uncomfortable sensation. Fucking sickos. <laughs> Some people interpret this present as malevolent, especially if it's coupled with a feeling of unease, but others say they felt an inspiring or comforting presence. Ghost hunters will sometimes say the reverse, that ghosts cause a high... Of course they fucking would. You've got to stay in business, right? You have right here the most scientifically credible explanation for why people see ghosts. Is the electromagnetic fields disrupt our brain in a way that makes it feel like there's ghosts, but the ghost hunters are like... <laughs> no, 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 no. Them ghosts are causing those electromagnetic... <laughs> yeah. That effectively proves there's ghosts here. I think you'll find. It doesn't prove the opposite at all. It proves that there are ghosts. Nobody is sure yet what these fields to ghost brain DNA. Yep. So Esther's finished with a little fucking dig uh. at the ghost hunters. But how that makes sense to me. That makes a lot of sense. I remember reading an article online because I'm fascinated by why people believe in the supernatural. Like I'm a skeptic and I, I, I would love to experience something like paranormal or supernatural to happen because I think that would be really exciting. And every time I explain to, that to someone who believes in the paranormal, they're always like, well, you're never going to see it if that's your attitude and i'm like well here's the thing like i was raised catholic i know all about kind of blind belief and i think once you've been down that track you become very cynical about just accepting things that are put in front of you you want to you spent a long time having faith and believing in something i think you want to go the other way I, I believe that give me the evidence first and then i'll make a determination yeah i don't see why for ghosts i see why for god you can like Twist someone's arm on, like, nah, part of God is that you have to yeah. believe in God to, for God to be into you. It's a test, you. That's the test. Yeah. But, like, for ghosts, are ghosts also testing us? Yeah. Like, you don't need to believe in ghosts to, if ghosts were real, the idea that you have to believe in ghosts to be able to 
see ghosts doing ghostly shit is like, why would that be a reason? Wait, why do they need you to believe Yeah, in to see it. Low self-esteem. Yeah, right? It's <laughs> like, fucking get over it. You're you a guys. ghost. Just do some ghostly shit and I will believe in you. Why are you so needy? Um, so I was reading this article, which is all about why people believe in that stuff. And there was a story about, uh, there was a, an office building in Brazil or something where on a certain floor, people were convinced it was haunted. When they worked there late at night, they felt like an unease or a presence or they felt like they could see someone in there. And when they did their research there, what they found out was there was an air conditioning unit that was vibrating or made a noise, which is, it's called infrasound, which is below 20 hertz, which stimulates brain activity, but is indetectable to the ear. So the brain is getting this very kind of like primal, there's a saber tooth in the, in the grass and you better get out of here because there's this rumbling that it can hear. But for people, it was like, because we're dumb fucking monkeys, we're like, oh, there's a ghost. <laughs> like rather than thinking maybe there's something in here. No, well, actually, you've got that wrong, Charlie. All right. Because the ghost. Uh, one of the signs of the ghost is that your air conditioner doesn't work properly anymore. Starts <laughs> so, rattling. Yeah, exactly. Oh, rat- you've got a rattly air conditioner? Oh, well, that's definitely a ghost. The subculture experienced explosive growth, growth during the past five years as companies like Dangerous Things. Oh, we read that. Um, okay. To give a quote, to give, to quote the popular online forum Biohack Me, Grinders here are to improve the human condition. Wiedemann discovered this subculture through a friend in Berlin, where he lives, of course. Of course. Berlin. Sickos. <laughs> Hello to all our German listeners out there. We have some. We just will never send them a sticker pack. Yeah, but I imagine the Germans that listen to this show are doing it as some sort of weird sexual fetish. <laughs> he found himself immediately intrigued. He spent seven months exploring biohack.me, where grinders discuss things like the risks of nickel-coated magnets and engage in other unusual activities, like, say, giving away Madagascar hissing roaches. Not for killing or harming, just experimentation, the owner said. Just pets. Oh, no, that Madagascan fucking roach is getting fucked. Fucked. <laughs> it's a double cockroach. Oh. The human center, human cockroach appeal. <laughs> human... <laughs> Wiedemann attended Madagascar sequel. <laughs> Wiedemann attended a cyborg fair in Dusseldorf, yep. Germany. So Dusseldorf. bloody Berlin and Dusseldorf. Yeah, and spent six weeks in the US. I think. I think the one thing we know is we can trust the Germans with advanced technology. <laughs> he spent six months in the uh, and six weeks in the US, hanging out with people like Grindhouse Wetware co-founder Tim Cannon and yeah. Dangerous Things owner. We're Umber. just Germans who are trying to make the human race better. <laughs> Like some sort of master, master race, race, I guess you could call it if you want to. Yeah, we've got this uh, badge. We call it the Higgs seal. Yeah. <laughs> when we see each other, we like to wave our hands really high in the air. Well, we put magnets in our hands and then we have another <laughs> magnet on the roof and it just sucks our arm up. The highlight was at Grind. The highlight was Grindfest, a three-day shindig in the small town of uh, Tiachapai, California. Okay. Tiachapi, California. Some fifty grinders from all over the country gra- crowded into the garage turned laboratory of Jeffrey Tibbetts, a medical officer for the biohacking group Science for the Masses. The unusual gang. Fifty of, of them in his garage. Let's. Yep. Okay. We'll do what? These are the visionaries we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 50, 50 people in a, in a dude's garage. 50 uh, people with like these, toasters jammed in the side of their head. and are these What a bunch of freaks. I call to order this meeting of visionaries. 
Hey, Toasthead, sit down. Hey, uh, Blender Hands, can you mix us some drinks? Sure thing. All right, light switch guy, let's get some lights on. Yeah. Nutriberry. <laughs> Could you make me a smoothie in under a minute? Nutriberry. The unusual gang of nurses, scientists, and IT professionals. Okay. So bloody bite your tongue. Gives scientists. Credibility. Brainstormed ideas, barbecued, and hopped into Tibbet's examination chair for new flair. The photographers, the photographers witnessed, the photographers witnessed more than thirty procedures throughout the project. The grossest, okay. the North Star in Dusseldorf. So try and guess what that is. The North Star. Yeah, it's. Um, Okay, it's a it's a little disc injected somewhere in the body, uh, it's and it's in, not as sexual like think, as it sounds. Now think of it has actual. It's more decorative than functional. Okay, um, so it's on your chest, and it's some no. sort of compass no. that makes you know. Not functional. It's not functional at no. all. Oh, not functional at all. No, it's just decorative. Um, it's over the nipple. No, uh, it's uh, on the end of the penis. <laughs> It's a Thomas the Tank Engine face you can put on the end of your penis. Now, it's a quarter-sized disc <laughs> with blinking LEDs inserted into a deep cut in the forearm or, forearm or hand. Okay. Why? Why? I just want to glow, a grinder replied. Well, guess what? Not a fucking visionary. <laughs> not a visionary, not a futurist, just some guy who wants some shit in his wrist. Wiedemann's blinding flash illuminates the goriest details, a combination of metal, flesh, and blood that would make anyone squeamish. Sorry, my, the, the computer in my ball sack just dinged. You just got a message in your nuts? Yeah. It might look medieval, but grinders... Sorry, sorry mate. I'm not adjusting myself in public. I'm just putting someone on hold. I just Hang up. I'll just put you on hold. I've got to get this other call. Um, grinders aren't the only ones. I've got ball waiting. Grinders aren't the only ones who believe in plans for the future. Devices have been used to treat things like epilepsy and Parkinson's. Uh-huh. And Elon Musk recently invested in a company building brain implants that link humans and software. All right. If body hacks are the future, you might need a stronger stomach. Thank you, Esther. Is that Esther? No, Esther was the list. All right, that was Hans. Hans, Hans Wiedemann. Hans Wiedemann on the ground in Dusseldorp looking at some body hacks. We can look at some photos. I later. don't think it was really... I don't consider any of these people visionaries or futurists. Right. Because you're a goddamn hater. I guess I am. <laughs> I didn't know that I was. I blame the electromagnetic field that this equipment is putting out. Hey, listen, we've done 50 minutes. Do you want oh, to okay. shut down and we'll do another uh, yep. mini episode? So um, we're on Patreon. If you're watching Watch this now, you're on Patreon. But the if you're just listening to this, guess over. what? You can join Patreon Artificial and you can see this bullshit. Homes. You can see us waste two Google minutes looking up Will's internet password. Um, but Hopefully if you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com. You can subscribe to any amount. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, anything else? Do they just have my password? Could they hack in? Could they hack into my house just with my password? They don't need any of that. That, that, that Hacking just by It's true. If you're good enough to hack in with just my password, then you're probably good enough to hack in without my password. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And I'm going to play the outro. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you.